You're listening to K-Squid at 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. My name is Julian, and I am an intern at Your Future is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit which helps students ages 10 to 18 explore careers and start their career journey. We provide college and career expos, panels, guest speakers, and more. Today I'm here with my other host, Melina. Hi everyone, our show, What to Be, highlights the career journeys of inspirational people in Santa Cruz County. If you've ever thought, hmm, how did they get that job? Or what is that job really like? Then keep on listening. We would also like to remind listeners that the opinions expressed by today's guest do not necessarily reflect this career in its entirety. Today we're joined by Keisha Frost, who is currently the CEO of United Way of Santa Cruz County. So thank you, Keisha, for being here with us. Thank you. I'm glad to be um, here. If you don't mind uh, describing your current job uh, and what kind of duties you have. All right. Well, I have the pleasure of being the Chief Executive Officer for United Way of Santa Cruz County. We are an organization committed to children and youth well-being throughout the county. Um, as you may or may not know, we have about 94,000 children who are ages 0 to 24 here in Santa Cruz County. We do. We do. And and our work is committed to make sure that we can put young people on the right trajectory in life. We want to make sure that our young people can graduate from high school with the confidence and belief in themselves that they can go on to college if that's their goal or that they can go on and start their career if that's their goal. We also know that we want to take care of uh, them and their family, and so we provide a variety of economic resources, uh, things like the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program, helping to prepare taxes for families and households here in Santa Cruz County. The other thing that we want to pay attention to is the health and wellness of our young people. A healthy mind puts them in a, in a different uh, in a different state when it comes to being in the classroom. So we want to make sure that that they're in class um, with things that they need. And last but not least, we also want to make sure that our young people are connected to our community. That means a lot to our young people that they know that they're adults, caring adults, uh, neighbors and friends who are rooting for them, who believe in them. So that's what United Way gets to do. We invest in collective impact work. We invest in uh, local programs and want to support them financially, uh, help them implement the programs that are needed for addressing needs and, and tackling barriers for our young people. That's great. And so, so you, supervise, you supervise all of that. I get to supervise <laughs> all of that. And how did that start? How did you start with United Way? Huh? Wow. Actually, I started with this United Way in Santa Cruz County back in 2012. I moved here from Charleston, South Carolina, mm -hmm. uh, where I was with United Way there. Came here to help with the philanthropic at efforts here in uh, Santa Cruz County. We're in, as you already know, uh, a beautiful community. We have the majestic mountains and the picturesque ocean. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just a place that you want to be and live. We also know that there's a tale of two cities, mm -hmm. that for all of the um, peace and quiet and tranquility that we get to enjoy, and the quality of life that is here, uh, we know that there, that's not a quality of life shared by everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's where United Way steps in, is that we want to make sure that 
everyone in our community, um, from students to the babies that are born to those who have chose to retire here and call Santa Cruz County home. We want the quality of life to be shared by everyone here. So yes, I came in to help raise funds and now I get to lead it and um, I'm really happy about that. Uh, the other thing that's remarkable is that United Way of Santa Cruz County has been here since 1941. And uh, with me coming on board as CEO, I'm the first person of color to serve in this role. Awesome. And so I'm awesome. The, yes. And I'm the fifth African-American CEO for United Way in the state of California. Wow. So it, it means a lot to me that um, our Which children, it is empowering. Yeah. It is empowering. And, um, of course, my daughter tells everyone I'm the uh, CEO of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> but it means a lot to have uh, our young people know that they can look at leadership in this community and see themselves mm -hmm. when they look at um, the leaders here. Yeah, I think yeah. seeing a leader who was of color, I think, yes. students of it's color is yeah. so empowering and yes. so motivational. It is. I have a question. So, as CEO, what kind of things do you do, like, on a day and a weekly basis. Oh, I know you probably do a lot. <laughs> I'm doing a lot now. <laughs> if you can just describe like wow, some what tasks, some common is, things. Yeah. I will start with a 7:30 board meeting with health leaders here, hospitals. Uh, we sit and we talk about the challenges and barriers and trying to uh, create strategies on how we can address barriers. I can go from a meeting like that to sitting at lunch, uh, sitting at lunch with a person who's been in uh, Santa Cruz County for 40 years, and they want to know the latest on what United Way is up to. I can go from there to being invited to uh, serving as a moderator uh, for a, a different event. I serve on several boards, including Your Future is Our Business. I can go to events and chamber mixers. It, it's really <laughs> a fascinating um, a role. I also manage the United Way in San Benito County. So um, there's a, another community there that I have to switch hats and know that when I'm in San so Benito. You're, you're two CEOs. Yes. Yes. It's difficult, though, because I feel like the... Just priorities are very different from American. county to county. Yeah. County that to must be so yes. difficult to, to juggle at, at once. But. It is, but what, I've, what I do is I operate out of my belief, and what I stand for is dignity, mm -hmm. compassion, and integrity. So no matter the community, those three things are what people deserve, mm -hmm. and that's what they want, and that's what I'm here to do as a leader, is to make sure that if, uh, if we have a neighbor who's unsheltered, that I am helping them in a way that's dignified to mm -hmm. them, that a way that shows uh, compassion, and being open and honest and transparent with our community. Very important. And then I have another question. What kind of skills or personality is best suited for someone who wants to be a CEO? Ah. Oh. <laughs> and well, did you always know that you wanted to be a CEO? You know. Or that one day you would be? <laughs> well, qualities include um, just having that determination and that tenacity to, um, to, stay, to stay focused on your goals. Mm. 
with that, you have to kind of have what I call bozobility. Remember that mm. flexible clown, the little inflatable clown? Oh, you yeah, could yeah. push it. <laughs> it would bend down, but then it pops right back mm. up. And that's what CEOs have to, to know and, and embody and embrace. Mm. Um, we're going to get knocked down. Everything's not going to go our way. We're going to go and head in a direction, and it may not be right. And we have to be able to have that level of resiliency to dust ourselves up, pick ourselves up, and keep going. And keep going forward. Um, you ask if I always thought I was going to be a CEO. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was the year was 1984, and I saw President Reagan give the State of the Union address. Live? And I, really no, on TV. <laughs> on TV. <laughs> and I remember sitting with my father, and I said, "I can do that. Wow. I think I want to be president." Oh, <laughs> I was seven. You're seven. <laughs> I was seven. I can do that. <laughs> I could be president. It's it's so not necessarily thinking a CEO, but a leader, of a sort. leader of of some sort. Um, and maybe that's my middle ch- child syndrome too. Oh. Like having an older sibling, I'm like, one day I'm gonna tell somebody yeah. what to do. <laughs> and I had my little brother, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> but no, I just I knew that I wanted to be in a in a leadership role. And when I went to college at the University of Washington. I wanted to be an athletic director. Um, I ran track and ran track for the University of Washington. And um, I was set to uh, on that path. Yes, 1996 Olympics. Olympics. (laughs) Yes, yes. Totally retired now. (laughs) Short distance? No, hurdles. Hurdles. Yes. When I tell you about bozobility, the one thing that we did uh, as a hurdler, one thing I really appreciate my coach did, he made us purposely fall over the hurdle. Wow. Because he said, What is your biggest fear? Your biggest fear is falling. Mm -hmm. So guess what? Get it over with. Fall. Huh. Now you notice you're okay. You still lived. You're still here with broken elbow it, it healed still cracks sometimes still cracks sometimes but it's healed and you learn from it right? and you learn from it so um you know just those things those uh, skills and and the different experiences i had in track makes for the the kind of leader that i am today to be mm-hmm. resilient to be persistent to um be fearless and, and maybe not so much it's not that i'm not afraid but i am going to have the courage mm-hmm. to to stand up um, where we are today as a United Way is that we are totally shifting our focus to become, um, uh, kind of have a laser beam focus on children and youth well-being. Mm-hmm. Where in the past, we funded a lot of great and amazing programs. But as we're moving forward, we're committed to invest it in collective impact and how do we really support children and youth. Um, if we help them, they're going to build an, an incredible, thriving Santa Cruz County for mm-hmm. our future. And did yeah. you ever have uh, someone in your career, in your professional career besides your athletic one mm-hmm. that was kind of like your coach? Yes. Just it doesn't matter what people say, just push through. Yes. But not in athletics. <laughs> no, no. You know, I, I have just along the way, I mean, most recent is um, the previous CEO of United Way of Santa Cruz County, Mary Lou Geiki. Um, when I moved here in 2012 and met her, I knew, like, wow, this is where I want to be. And I was able to really sit down and share with her. I want your job when you retire. <laughs> and she said, really? Okay. 
And she spent two to three years mentoring me, preparing me, putting me in positions where I could be that decision maker for our organization and having that belief in me and and just reminding me that, you know, you can do this, that uh, it's okay. And so I I appreciate Mary Lou Gakey, of course, uh, Martina O'Sullivan here in our community as well. Um, She retired from Dominican Hospital. She was community engagement. Uh, when I first met, uh, came here, Martina took me to Cafe Cruise, and she wrote out my strategic plan on the butcher paper <laughs> that's on the table. And but and I still have that. I still have that to this day because she mapped out Santa Cruz County. You know, here mm-hmm. are people who are in our community that you want to get to know. Mm-hmm. Here are folks that um, you know you can call them mm-hmm. up. You can count on them for X, Y, and Z. So those two women have truly been mentors uh, to me here in Santa Cruz County. Yeah. Besides those two women, did you get any professional training or education for being a CEO? Absolutely. So United Way is a worldwide brand. Just a small fun plug. We're the eleventh most recognizable brand. We and come that's under. A fact. That's a fact. <laughs> we come under Verizon. We're working on it. Um, But yeah, United Way Worldwide offers a lot of professional development. So I was actually selected to participate in their advanced leadership program. They identified uh, up-and-coming leaders. And so just to build that pipeline for United Way, I was one of 25 at the time Mm -hmm. from around the world who got to go and spend six months uh, worth of training. Wow. 25. Yes, 25 in the That's world. <laughs> yes, yes. Like a uh, mix of people from just all, all over. Well, we have Mexico, we had Vancouver, Canada, mm-hmm. but United Way is on every continent, actually, except Antarctica. Helping the penguins out there. Right, right. (laughs) They need a quality of life, too. (laughs) So, can you explain, like, a favorite memory you have from this job? You know, it's what we're doing now. So imagine this. For nearly 30, 40 years, your United Way in this community, like I said, have invested in a variety of programs Mm -hmm. that have done amazing things. Well, now, today, there's a shift in philanthropy. All this technology that we have in this radio station right now, I mean, those things make it easier for a donor to give to an to an organization. So United Way's role has changed from being an intermediary to finding out what else can we do in our community. So right now I'm creating this fun experience where I'm redesigning the program model and the funding model. I know uh, that, that nerds me out. It sounds like a out. lot of work. It's a lot of work <laughs> because We're saying that um, our focus is going to be on children and youth. Mm -hmm. We're going to look at wraparound and support services. And now we're going to invest in collective impact, meaning we're going to start investing in clusters of programs working together to achieve the same outcomes. Mm -hmm. Um, We believe that you're going to have a greater impact when we have multiple nonprofits all coming together to say, we want to make sure that all of our young people are graduating on time, college and career ready. We want to make sure that our young people are um, 
they have access to mental well-being resources. We want to make sure that families have the resources that they need to thrive. We work better together than we do in these silos of excellence. So we're, we're building that model right now. And it's exciting because there are some blueprints out here across the country, but we get to design the blueprint for Santa Cruz County. Can you give advice for students, uh, high school or college students who fear, who have a fear that they're not good enough? Um, because I'm sure you see that quite often, that you yes. see these kids coming from I yeah. don't know, alone com- a community and they feel mm-hmm. like they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. So what kind of advice could you give to a listener that's probably listening and um, to, yeah. to overcome their fears? Yeah, I would say, um, and, I, and I heard this this Sunday during the Oscars, Heather Bleach Belcher, when she became the first African-American to win for product design for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I get, yes, I did my very best and that was good enough. You, you really have to step into that. I'm, I'm someone who was born and raised in South Central Los Angeles. I mean, the riots of 1992 started three blocks away from my high school. So here I am being told by maybe society that, oh, South Central, Compton, huh? A CEO? Never. Yeah. But I had enough people in my community that pushed me that said yes your best is good enough and we're going to make sure that you succeed so that you can turn around and pay it for it to the next student so I'm here to tell every college student I'm here to tell every student your best is good enough and don't don't be afraid try something what's the worst thing that'll happen oh it doesn't work out you know okay (laughs) Do something else. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how you learn, right? That's how you learn. That's how you yeah. learn. Have there been any challenges or hurdles you faced within this occupation? As CEO of United Yes. Way? Oh, yes. There are, there are hurdles. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> there are hurdles you face. I mean, as a CEO, there is this uh, belief that you want to make the very best decision. You know, um, we raise a little over a million dollars and you're trusting our organization to turn around and reinvest that money back into our community. So you want to make sure that you're doing your due diligence, that you're selecting uh, programs that are really going to yield that return on impact. Uh, at the same time, you, you have to be realistic about your capacity. Mm-hmm. And as a CEO, you you sometimes don't want to say no. Saying no is a hard thing to do, but you know that you have to. So um, when I say no, I'm not just no and I walk away and I have Mm -hmm. nothing to do with it. I can be a champion for the work that's being done. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that I have to make sure my feet are planted there. I I don't have to always be that. So I look at, um, as my role as CEO, is to trust that there's a constellation being built around me. Trust that there are amazing nonprofits out there and amazing leaders who are doing work. And there is a group of fascinating, dynamic folks working on homelessness. There are a group of fascinating people working on substance use disorder. And there are folks working on housing. There's people working on education and lifelong learning. Build that constellation where I don't have to feel that I have to be in every arena. 
I can mm. focus on what United Way's well, uh, what we do well, mm. which is a youth and ch- uh, children well-being, and I can trust that other leaders are doing their part in those other sectors. And so, what was the? I think before you got this position, mm-hmm. you would see the CEO, and I th- you, would you picture the position differently than what what it actually entitles, or did <laughs> yeah. that change? You know. I think in other experiences, yes, it would be different. I used to work for Girl Scouts throughout the country as well. And it, I, it, what I thought it, the position would be, it was different. It was really different. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than cookies, okay, people? More than cookies, but buy those cookies. Um, <laughs> but with, with the... Not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> but um, with United Way here, uh, my mentor did a, a really good job to make me, um, make sure that I was shoulder to shoulder with her, that I could see the behind the scenes, the, the challenges of, well, if you say no here, here are the effects. So think about that, you know. So I, it is what I thought it would be. Um, it is what I thought it would be. This community has been amazing and embracing me as a new leader. I think that it meant a lot to a lot of the leadership here in this county that I was here five or six years. So this community had a chance to get to know me. Yeah. And what, are, what would you say are some good qualities of a, of a good leader? Uh, or a great leader versus a good leader. Ah, <laughs> a great leader will be in this this stage of continuous improvement. Don't ever think you know it all. There's always an opportunity to learn something more. A great leader sets aside ego. I mean, I have an amazing staff. We are ten, tiny and mighty. Uh, leaders here and I am not a person with an ego that can't that that feels that I have to be the only one leading mm-hmm. I, I probably get on their nerves but I check in with them first what do you think okay we want to invest a million dollars in children and youth what do you think where should we go what should our focus be so just making sure that you include others at the table Um, Another great leader has to understand that there will be hard decisions to be made, and you're going to have to make them. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand and and be okay that this isn't a job of popularity, and you're not going to always be liked by everyone. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing what you know is right, you can continue to hold your head up and, and just know that, okay, today you don't like me, tomorrow will come. Those are marks of great leadership. I agree. I agree. Um, what are some steps that, say someone is interested mm-hmm. in being a CEO, what kind of steps would they take to get into this position? Sure. Well, there is your, your formal education. You know, my degree is actually speech communications, public relations, dabbled in radio. <laughs> um, so there's the formal education, and I really applaud universities for branching out. I'm starting to see a lot of nonprofit leadership uh, courses out there and degrees in that world. Um, but also take time to step up and sign up and volunteer. If there are leadership roles, if there are committees you can join. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was in college, I did join a sorority. And while I was doing that, when I wasn't running track, I'm raising my hand to volunteer. 
Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to get out there and put yourself in those positions of leadership to join committees. Sit in on board meetings that you can sit on. I think the, um, the internship program and process that's with Your Future is Our Business is a great model for other nonprofits to look at because I feel that the interns are truly getting that hands-on experience in leadership and the behind-the-scenes look of what it would take to run an organization. So, yeah, just sign up for committees, finance committee, one of them. (laughs) You need to learn how to write the budget. You need to know how to read um, the nonprofit budget. It's a lot different from a for-profit company. Uh, But, yeah, volunteer, take on leadership roles, do things from program to finance to marketing and fundraising. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything, yes. And like you said, having that kind of, you're not the one that knows the most out of everybody like no get rid of that ego get rid of the ego yes (laughs) right right and so what were some of your first jobs and how did those jobs (laughs) how did i get it yeah how did they have they ever helped you um oh yes today Oh. oh my gosh so i graduated from college and right out of college i was getting married right so I go into this store, won't mention the store's name, but I go into this bridal store to look for a <laughs> wedding gown. I did not have a job. Oh, okay. <laughs> so my mother said, well, unemployed people get to look at the $99 gowns. But of course, every gown I wanted was not $99. <laughs> and so she said, that's for folks with jobs. Well, the consultant and I just hit it off. The wedding consultant and I hit it off. And she said, well, you should apply. We we need wedding consultants. I'm like, sure, I've never had a job before. Track and field was my job since fifth grade, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I had a job, yeah. So I was like, sure, I'll fill out the application. Because I had a degree, they made me the store manager of the bridal store. And it was your first job, just out too? Of, out, out of college. Wow. The degree was still in the mail. <laughs> so here I am with a punch, one of those things, you punch a clock, and I didn't know how to work the machine. Did you, did you even have a resume to give them? No. Oh my, God. my resume was track. <laughs> I ran track. And just, I have a degree. You were just that charismatic. Yes. Ran the store, ran the store. And that's when I learned, put your ego aside Mm. and look for the others to help you. (laughs) Because I'm like, I don't know how to open the cash register. (laughs) And you were a store store manager. (laughs) That degree meant a lot back in the early 2000s. Did you end up getting your dress through that job? I did. I got the dress I wanted. So from there, um, like I said, I did uh, work for Girl Scouts, and I uh, I was with a program, mm-hmm. fundraising, communications with Girl Scouts. I was actually on track to become a CEO of a Girl Scout Council. Mm-hmm. And then I made the switch uh, when I moved to Rhode Island. I was actually recruited by uh, the mayor at the time. He's now Congressman Cicilline, oh. but he was Mayor David Cicilline at the time. <laughs> and 12 of us created the nation's first citywide after-school system for middle school students. And it was the Providence After School Alliance. Still exists today. And from there, I tapped into uh, United Way. And, and when I went to United Way... That's where I learned, wow, okay, this is like an umbrella organization. Mm-hmm. It's not that we run our own programs, 
but we built the capacity for mm -hmm. other nonprofits to do their incredible work. We're mm -hmm. supporting them financially. We're supporting them with training and workshop and advocacy. Mm -hmm. So um, I said, this is where I want to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all have the, um, I think every human wants to help others. Yeah. But what made you want to help children and youth in specific? Ah. Woo, and Julian. why did you switch from Girl Scouts to nonprofit? Yeah. Well, you know, and it's interesting that it was Girl Scouts and the United Way. Mm -hmm. So when I was in fifth grade, I'm at school. Like I said, grew up in South Central LA. My parents both worked. Neither one of them got off from work at 2.30 to come pick me up. And my parents didn't want me to walk home by myself and be at home alone. So it was United Way that came into my elementary school and brought in Girl Scouts. Wow. They brought in Boys and Girls Club. They brought in uh, tutoring, Parks and Rec. So that's where I was exposed to track and field and Girl Scouts. I actually earned my gold award award in Girl Scouts. Um, but it was, it was the United Way bringing in this potpourri of services mm. to wrap around, um, uh, bring those services into our school. And it kept us busy. It kept us uh, connected and in a safe environment with caring adults. It was the way I was exposed to yeah. these, Girl these great, all, all of these things. So it comes around full circle that I got to be employed by Girl Scouts throughout this country, mm -hmm. be employed with uh, United Way throughout this country. And now you're a CEO. And now Virginia I'm a CEO. <laughs> so now I get to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. So the last question we have for you is, uh, what is a thought, question, or simple piece of advice you would like to leave our listeners with? Mm. My advice to you is to really tap into what you burn for. I mean, what, what do you stand for? And like I said, for me, I stand for dignity compassion and integrity. I care about being of service to all mankind. I care about other human beings. So whether it's United Way, Girl Scouts, whether I'm in America or China, those three things that I burn for are going to stay with me. So no matter what you do, stay true to who you are and lead with that. That's going to direct you. Yeah. And when you really enjoy what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. I'm not counting down to 2042 when I'm eligible to retire. <laughs> I'm truly enjoying it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being thank our you. guest today. Yes, this was fun. Uh, and thank you to all our listeners for tuning in to today's career story with your host, Julian and Melina, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Keisha Frost. If you would like to be on the show, have questions, or want to re request a specific career, send us an email at yourfutureisourbusiness at gmail.com. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again next Sunday at 90.7 FM K-Squid at 7 p.m. or online at ksqd.org. Thank you. <laughs>